0: All righty, guys. Andrew is here. Hey, I want to do a real quick video on uh, our boy, Kellen Moore. And also, I want to discuss the rookie class, guys, So uh, from last season. Uh, let's get into it. All right, before I begin, I just want to talk a little bit about Riverside Yacht Club. Guys, check them out. Great uh, Charger fans. they got some great content on their website, and we've been chatting with them quite a bit. I know Kyle's been working quite a bit with him, and uh, there's some collaboration things we're kind of mm-hmm. discussing. So we'll guys keep you posted on all that as well as it uh, progresses. Uh, but I'm going to give you my first thoughts on Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is a good hire. Again, it's interesting how sometimes people can fall from grace. So I think I think this this hiring came out of the blue. I did not expect – I mean, I think literally last night I saw a tweet that says Chargers expected to interview Kellen Moore – And then i wake up this morning and we were immediately hiring him and it was like, wow, okay. But you have to remember, uh, he was very prolific um, with a pretty substandard quarterback. Dak Prescott is not Justin Herbert, right? So you have to sit back and ask yourself this question. You get someone like Kellen Moore running an offense like that with a Justin Herbert, you could expect more uh, goodness and greatness. So in that respect, I'm very excited that Kellen Moore is our guy. But secondarily I kind of I, I have a, I have some questions in regards to how he's going to attack things vertically. So we'll, we'll get more information to come as it as it uh progresses. But I'm really interested to see how he does um as an OC for us. And I'm also interested to see, you know, our QB coach, you know, as that progresses as well. And also our linebacker coach. You know, as soon as that information comes out, we'll of course get it to you as soon as possible. But um again, um I think I think he'll do well. So what do you guys think? What do you think of Kellen Moore? Do you think he's a good hire? Uh, yes, no, maybe so. You know, let me know. I mean, I'm, I'm really curious what your thoughts are. Um, again, <laughs> I remember the beginning of the season, everyone was saying, boy, Kellen Moore is going to be a head coach somewhere, head coach somewhere, head coach somewhere. And everything kind of went sideways. And, you know, the, the Cowboys organization is a really interesting one. You know, they, they kind of burn through people all the time. And it's just, I don't know, it's a little bit unfortunate. So I think, I guess the good news is for Kellen Moore, I guarantee part of the conversation was to get him to come here. Was hey, look, dude, you got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and all you need to do is make him better, right? I want you to install a system that makes things simple for him, get him to the next level, and he probably will be a head coach somewhere else, right? So and and that's the reality, right? And Kellen Moore, I mean, he's no dummy. He knows, you know, what Justin Herbert is, he's a much better quarterback than Dak Preston. So I think it was a pretty easy pitch for him, you know. And I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Brady and Zach Robinson has some other choices. So it'd be interesting to see what what happens, you know, with the QB coach moving forward, but you know, we'll go from there. So enough of that, enough of Kellen Moore. Uh, Let's talk about the rookie class next season. Again, I, I before I show the, the, the article I want to show it, it, it rates um all the players, kind of what they did, what they didn't do well, and, and all the different things that, you know, we can discuss about each player specifically on this, this draft class. But one of the things I will say um You know, a lot of people have given heat to Tom Telesco. My brother, Kyle, not a huge fan. Yeah, I'm a little indifferent. I'm about 50-50. I know James is right around 50-50 as well, too. I can understand the argument and frustration with Tom Telesco. But I would just say this, guys. I really do believe um, the coaching staff is what's more important in developing players, right? I mean, you can pick a player at any given moment. But I think what the GM really has asked the question of is, does this person fit within our system, right? And again, now we have an OC. It's a big reason why I wanted to talk about Kellen Moore. Now we have an offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator has a very different philosophy than like a Joe Lombardi. What that really means is the entire offensive line is going to have a different blocking scheme. Okay. That changes, right? The running game coordinator is going to change, right? The passing game coordinator is going to change. I mean, across the board, the offense is going to be completely flipped on its head. So these guys that we're going to be discussing are going to be making, you know, larger and bigger leaps next season. Right? So again, now that we now know who our offensive coordinator is, we can now get an idea of what these rookies could potentially do this next season. So, so I, I think it's a relevant conversation. I didn't want to wait for this to actually have an offensive coordinator so I can actually give you some intelligent ideas on what we might be looking for next year. So let's get into it guys. Let me show you this article, pretty interesting little article and, and, and uh, we'll discuss it a little bit here. So, all right. So, 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 I, I want to just rank it. This is SI. This came out, what, January 25th. So it's about five, yeah, six days old at this point. But look, um, we can look at our wins and losses here. So frustrating we lost our two last games here. And of course, this playoff game right here was just still salty on. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? And again, you know, a lot of people give a lot of uh, you know frustration towards Brandon Staley. And again, one thing I will also say, too, Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco are married at the hip, right? Now, this season, going into the season with Kellen Moore, I promise you, a lot of OCs probably didn't want this role to some degree because think of it this way: what if what if we have a bad season this year? That probably means that that entire coaching staff is going to get wiped. And I and I, I would honestly I think it'll be a clean slate if they if they let Brandon Staley go. I think Telesco's gone. I think it's going to be a completely clean sweep. And again, you know, a lot of people keep talking about Sean Payton. Sean Payton's still the guy. Sean Payton clearly only wants to coach the Chargers or the Rams potentially. Um, He wants to be in LA. That's where he wants to be. So. Um look, it is what it is, right? So, you know, I think if we have a bad season this year, guess what? I think Sean Payton's probably going to be the guy. So, you know, it's kind of a make or break season. And again, we were 10 and 7, made the playoffs. Arguably, arguably, we, we made the playoffs last year, sort of, with an asterisk that we we had a final play-in game um against the, the Raiders and lost um week 18. Um, but again. It's one of those things to really think about. Right. And when you think about, you know, Tom Telesco, Tom Telesco has been here a very long time. He's been here, what, 10 seasons as a GM. And, you know, I think he's only had one playoff win in that entire 10 year span. So hiring a coach hasn't been great. Uh, it will it will be very interesting to see what happens with him moving forward if we have a bad season. So, again, I think that's why this O.C. position was such a big hire moving forward. But let's get into the draft class and we'll discuss, and I want to discuss a little bit kind of a caveat as to how I think Kellen Moore might change things up um, with each one of these players as well too. And some are on the opposite side, obviously some are not, but I'll kind of go into it a little bit here too. Um, oh, and, and before I do that as well too, I actually predict that this next in 2023 uh, draft class um, will actually be a lot of defensive players as well too. I don't foresee us going after a lot of offensive weapons this year Um I, I do more. I do foresee us really focusing more on defense as well, just because I do think that, you know, we we underperformed defensively last year quite a bit. I think our first pick might be offense, maybe our second pick, but I think the rest of the draft class will most likely be uh, defensive players. Um, and 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 you got to understand, like there there is some issues uh, you know on board, but I also do suspect that we're going to get some see some free agent signings here happening here pretty soon. Because we now have an oc we have somebody that can step in and say i really want this guy he fits in Xyz scheme yada yada so there's a lot to be said about this um okay so uh, again frustrating season you know we all know that the spanos has opened up their wallet for the first time in the entire time they've ever been you know owners of this team um you know i, I the, the report card's an interesting one right um and i want to go through it a little bit more with with you guys and again what do you think okay i, I want you to also i, I want you to give a grade to Kellen Moore as a hire secondarily Tom Telesco as a drafter and Brandon Staley, right? Cause Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco are making these decisions together. They're not making decisions alone, right? They're making decisions as a team. So, um, first round pick Zion Johnson, by the way, this just blew me away. I did not expect this pick. I remember I wanted Jordan Davis from, from Georgia, the Eagles got him. And, uh, it was pretty interesting seeing him him go off the board. I was pretty upset because I I, I really wanted the defensive line to be a little bit more uh, stout. And again, we weren't stout this season at all, especially with the light uh boxes that we we run defensively. We don't stop the run well, as you guys all know. So um it was just odd to me that we picked Zion Johnson here, right? So um, but a great B plus. I think B plus is a pretty good grade for him. Um, I probably a B plus A minus. I think that's, I think this is a very good uh, grading. So let's just go through a little bit of what he says here. Um, again, uh, he played <laughs> almost 1,200 offensive snaps. That's amazing. Okay. That as a rookie, that's awesome, right? PFF grade of almost 70 as a pass blocker, but did not do well. Um, uh, as, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So he was posting a PFF grade of 690, but as a pass blocker, he did not fare as well as a 52.6% PFF grade. Now, again, I'm not a huge fan of PFF grades. I actually don't really think they're that great. Um, But, you know, I think he's going to be kind of the pulling guard that's going to be doing a lot of stuff. And he did a lot of this last year too. And I I would suspect, especially Kellen Moore coming on board, I think he will do a lot more of this. I think he'll do really well. Again, you know, you had Zeke Elliott over there uh, for the Cowboys. I do think that you're going to see a lot more smash mouth football coming from Kellen Moore this next season. So, so I'm excited to see what he'll do. Now, the other thing I would say about this too, Zion Johnson also might be a replacement um, for uh, Corey Linsley, our center. Uh, he did play center at Boston College. I would not be surprised if he stepped in that role or maybe was a backup center, um, someone they could slide over into the center role because I do see him potentially being that guy moving forward once he understands how to move up and down the line a little better. Um, but again, pass blocking, he did struggle a little bit. And there was some, a lot of penalties that he had that were pretty timely. He allowed five sacks, seven quarterback hits, 40 pressures. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, I, I, think he did well, but a B plus a minus great is, I think a very good one. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I, um, I think it was a safe pick. I don't think he was a flashy pick in any way, shape or form, but he was definitely a safe pick and guys, we got to protect our crown jewel. And that's Justin Herbert. We all know that. Right. So be very, excited to see how that plays out. Um, you know this next season, but I do think uh, you'll see him in a lot more exotic packages um, with Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore does a lot of pulling. Uh, you know, he, the guard pulls out do a little bit more. You know, you know, um, you know, halfback dive right, step dive left. I think we'll see Xander Horbath a lot more as well too, which will be really interesting uh, to see as well. So, so I think I think he fits well within our scheme. Uh, but again, I think Zion Johnson is going to be a good guy for a very long time, and he stayed healthy, guys. I mean, he's a very strong guy. He was the strongest guy in the draft last season. And he stayed healthy all season. So I think that's really awesome to see. Um, so so this is an interesting one. I want to talk a little bit about JT Woods. And again, not going to affect the conversation with Kellen Moore, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, but graded D. Now, I would agree that this is a, a D grade. I think this is where if, if there is one pick in this draft on a third-round pick, you pick JT Woods. And JT Woods went probably a little faster than a lot of people thought he would go as well, too. But there was one reason why they picked him: speed uh tall fast i think he did hurdles at baylor um and you know he was definitely one of those guys that that did a lot of um interesting things interesting things so um you know again there was a lot of conversations that happened there um uh with jt woods but again he wasn't the guy to really step up and do much right he did not do well i think he only played what yeah 31 defensive snaps primarily serving special teams contributor this past season you know and, and this is a good point, right? Adding strength to his frame and working on tackling fundamentals. I, I can think of two major plays. I think one against the Chiefs and one against um oh the Cardinals. I was at that game. Um and I and I didn't notice it was JT Woods. Uh, but yes, he missed a block. I think uh a tackle from DeAndre Hopkins got into the end zone. And you know, he just there's fundamentals that he's missing, okay. And and that's where you have to say now. I, now let me let me give you my general thoughts on the draft as a whole, okay. Cause this, this pick right here makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, I've always said this first and second round picks as a GM or a head coach, you have to be, in my opinion, okay. My humble opinion, you have to be able to justify whether that guy has a good season or a bad season. Okay. This is a great pick. Okay. This guy's going to be around a long time. Um, I think he made uh, the all rookie team, something of that nature. I can't remember Exact terminology. You did a great job. First-round pick needs to be a hit. You, you call Tillery and then um, and then also um, K-9, right? Those guys have been busts in first rounds, right? And we actually drafted and traded up to get K-9, and he's kind of been a bit of a bust. Now, we'll see what the linebacker coach is coming in. But, again, remember, um, your first and second-round picks need to be hits. They need to be people that are NFL-ready day one. They fit a need. They fix that need immediately. Well, so the argument could be made, well, this is a stupid pick. Well, but here's my argument. Again, we traded our second round pick away when we got Khalil Mack and now we're talking JT Woods, pick 79. Okay. And a grade of D. So again, this is where it's like, well, can they start? Maybe, but they really need to prove themselves. Uh, I think he's a work in progress. So, so I think a grade of D is, is actually quite fair, quite fair. Um, I think that really that puts him in a position. Oh my gosh, um, uh, that puts him in a position where, yeah, he definitely is one of those guys that could be you know good in the future, but he definitely needs to focus on a few things to definitely improve his game. Because again, tackling is a big part of the NFL, right? And he did a horrible job of it, and he didn't do a very good job of positioning himself correctly. Now, uh, another another part of the problem is Isaiah Spiller, pick one twenty three, Isaiah Spiller, C minus. Now. Again, the argument could be made. Again, this is really where you could say this was a bad draft class, right? Because good pick, not so good pick. Ooh, clearly not so good pick either, right? And we all wanted to see Isaiah Spiller, but we never saw him. Um, Spiller's value is isn't an easy one, right? It, 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 I'm I'm going to read this entire paragraph because I think I think it 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 kind of summarizes Isaiah Spiller as a whole, right? Because it's a bit perplexing. Um, And again, I I see a lot of us talking about maybe this next season we draft in B. John Robinson. There's a B. John Robinson or Johnson. I can't remember. I think it's Robinson. And I, I would argue that we have enough running backs. Okay. I think we have enough running backs to make it work this next season, especially with Kellen Moore, who's worked with Zeke and some of these other running backs, you know, the Cowboys. He'll figure it out. Like he will figure it out. They will be fine. Um, and, again, we'll probably see Isaiah Spiller more next season. I wouldn't be surprised if they ran three running backs um, you know, for the Chargers, right? especially keeping Austin Eckler healthy. Um, you know, Spiller's evaluation as a rookie is an easy one. Uh, given the opportunity he showed encouraging signs as a rusher, he appeared and took positive strides as a pass blocker. Now, this was one of the biggest arguments about him not being on the field. He did a very bad job of protecting Justin Herbert or picking up the blitz. Um, and, again, something he struggled with doing at Texas A&M. He did not get better at it. Again, he has all the freakish needs you need as a running back, but did a very poor job of picking up the blitz, doing what he needed to do to protect Justin Herbert. And again, it's a big part of the game, right? We think of running back, oh, just just run the ball, be be effective. Well, you know what? A big part of it too is doing the little things, right? And that's one of the things that we didn't do very well offensively last season. Again, one of the things I want to talk about also here is with Isaiah Spiller. You know, we weren't a very good team defense or uh okay let me me rephrase this as an offense we did a very bad job of creating team offensive plays okay let me repeat that we did not create team offensive plays now now what do i mean by that now again chargers wanted to interview a lot of the you know systems that did a very good job of um wide receivers blocking downfield opening up running lanes for explosive plays we did a very bad job. Like there, there were times that I definitely saw Mike Williams and Keenan Allen kind of take plays off. They were not blocking. They weren't doing anything to make anything explosive for, for our teammates. And again, this is where Isaiah Spiller needs to get better, right? He needs to not only block better, but he also needs to help with the passing game, right? Um, and there's other things that he can be doing. Again, I don't think he, he didn't have hands like um, Austin Eckler. I heard sometimes that he was dropping a lot of passes. So there was some interesting situations. So again, First pick, good. Second pick, not good at all. Third pick, round four, Isaiah Spiller, eh, we don't know yet, right? And so that's where it gets really frustrating, right? That's where you really have to sit back and say to yourself, okay, why were these not hits? Why did they not do well? Um, You know, anyways, he appeared in six games, 16 carries, 41 yards, and three receptions, and, and 13 receiving yards. So nothing to write home about. We saw flashes of brilliance, but there's some things he needs to clean up. Now, I will say this, and then I'm going to go to the the, the, the heat uh, or the meat of the conversation that matters, and all makes it makes Telesco look like a bit of a genius in the latter ends. Now, what needs to happen here, Brandon Staley? I promise you is going to say Isaiah, you need to go to a camp, and that camp is going to be I don't know paid for by the Chargers or whoever else. Right? If you think about Trey Pipkins, Trey Pipkins went to a camp, played with Rashawn Slater, um, he became a very good right tackle for us this last season. We'll probably resign uh, Pipkins, but my point is he needs to get out there and do some things to fix his game period. Right. And sit back and understand how to become a better running back in the NFL. He clearly is not doing it. So he needs to fix that. JT Woods needs to fix that. So these two guys need some extra work. So you could argue, well, they're a work in progress. They have what they need. They have the intangibles, but they need to fix what they have. So again, long conversation. We can talk about that all day. Go from there. Um, All right. So Tito Obonia. Now this is where I think we start seeing the, greatness of brandon staley and tom telesco tito had a great season he was killing it for a long time and again fifth round pick a lot of value there now let me be very clear about something guys it's not like tom telesco goes all right i feel good about this guy let's go with him okay i promise you there's a committee of scouts that have scouted these guys all season all college season they've ranked them Everyone has gone through the rankings a bajillion times. I think he's one of the best defensive linemen. I like this guy. He's great value. Fifth round, let's get him. I like this guy. This is a conversation that happens for months going into the draft. And I promise you, I promise you guys, um, they were looking at him for a long time. And Tito did really, really well. And it it was such a bummer that he got, you know, he, uh, yeah, patella tendon rupture in week 10. Oh my gosh! Snap count uh, was his. His snap count was going up. He was killing it. He was doing really well. He he finished the year playing seven games, logging 14 tackles, one quarterback hit. But Abonia showed the coaches have his optimism, particularly in what he offers as a run stuffer. And that's what we need. We need button gut on that line, stopping the run. And if we could do that, life is good. And Tito did a great job of doing that. So again, a grade of B, I think is great. I think it's, I think it's a fantastic grade for him. I think it puts him in a position where. Uh, next season, he's going to be even better, right? And I'm excited to see his progression um, as a defensive lineman. So, very good. Sky's the limit. I think. I think things are very good for him. Okay, and let's go. Let's go to the crown jewel of this draft, right? Pick round six, guys. This was nuts. Nobody thought Jamari sellier would would drop to where he did, right? Again, he's a Georgia boy. Um, you know, it, it was really interesting that he dropped as far as he did. Um, you know, but I can kind of understand why he did. Um, there were some issues. I know there were some issues about him not having good footwork and a few other little things, but the weird thing is, is, is Sawyer played all up and down the line at Georgia, right? He was, I think he was even a center at one point too. Um, so, you know, you know, he's got talent and he's a Georgia boy, right? You know, he was a highly recruited out of, out of high school. Right. So um, again, pick six, 195 just stepped in and just kicked but. Again, at the very end of this draft, you just buy best available. Just whoever's best available, just get them. It doesn't matter. And they went out and did that. And this is a great grade. I would say, I would say, a, a, I would say an A, maybe even a plus, because bottom line, the value we got out of him at at round six, 195, holy smokes, man. Uh, Slater given the draft slot, contributed a lot. Again, Rashawn Slater, torn bicep injury. Slater will come back. Obviously, he'll be our left tackle next season. But they might move him to the right side. Who knows? Maybe they'll make him guard. We might lose Filer, so you might have Jamari as left guard. Who knows? Put Pipkins on the right side. Still, you got to wonder how that's going to play out, but, but it'll be really interesting to see in, in uh, you know training camp. Starting role, uh, week four, and didn't look back. Um, let's see, I think he logged uh, 900 and almost 1,000 snaps along five sacks, 10 quarterback hits, and 46 pressures. He actually did better than Zion Johnson on, on arguably a much more difficult position, right? And, and that's huge, guys. That's huge that he did better on a harder position. And so you, you continue to have to ask yourself this question. Well, where where does this sit um, with, uh, you know, Jamari and, and everyone moving forward, right? I mean, again, I think that Jamari has done a really good job. I mean, the sky's the limit. I think it'll even be better next season as well, too, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, he pretty much kept Herbert upright in the pocket, and we all know Herbert's injuries. Um, and there's some general and interesting, you know, you know, developments going on there specifically with, um, you know, Kellen Moore coming in now where I think this might change Jamari. um, It will be interesting to see what happens in free agency. I wouldn't be surprised if we went out and got a free agent signing um, for Matt Filer, maybe find somebody that's a little bit less expensive than Matt Filer and then use Jamari as maybe a backup or put Jamari in and then have another veteran behind Jamari or someone that's just very versatile up and down the line. You got to wonder how that's going to play out, but I think Jamari is going to pick a, a pretty big role next season. Um, you know, uh, but you know, you, you, you kind of never really know, right. You, you got to figure out, you know, what's going to happen. But I do think the good thing is Jamari is awesome. He's very versatile. He, he showed a lot of moxie, did a great job and you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens at this point. So um, okay. Let's talk about another six round pick Jamar's uh Jasir Taylor grade C minus. I would actually give him a C. I don't. I don't know that I would say a C minus. I think he did a really good job. And again, you know, Jaseer when, when he stepped in, even as a a, a slot corner, uh, he did a pretty good job. He got burned in the last game of the season quite a bit. They picked on him a lot, um, but but he did good to the beginning, um, exclusive special teams player, um, and he carved a nice rollout for himself. And I think our special teams were absolutely amazing, so he did a great job. Um, but his first defensive app didn't come until week eleven. <laughs> He ended up with um, almost 200 uh, snaps on the season. Um, he made three starts, split time with Tante Samuel Jr. and the Chargers wanted stronger support against a run down the field. And again, that's a good point, right? Jasir is pretty good at stopping the run. Um, I know Callahan wasn't great at that, and Callahan had some injuries this last season as well, too. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. But he's a good ta- tackler, um, and you know he would have some 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 struggles dropping back in coverage again. That's where you have to ask yourself this question, right? Again, I've always said after round two, it's kind of a crapshoot. And and again, you can get a guy after round two and make them works in progress. Well, look, this this is why I would give him a little bit higher because he did great in special teams. He had a great special team season. Um, but also he contributed on defense. So so I would give him at least a C. I would say at least a C, maybe even a B minus, right? I think that I think he did really good. He but he offers versatility, he did well, played well around the boundary and is a nickel cornerback he did a great job so so i really do think that jasir taylor was was a great pickup um okay our last two and again are you noticing a theme here a lot of defensive players right defense defense offense defense offense defense right so it's mostly mostly an offense mostly a defensive uh you know draft class for the most part dean leonard um not a whole lot to say here. Now, Dean was mostly a special teams player as well, too, um, and they gave him a grade of not not enough information. Personally, I would give him like a C-minus, C-plus at, at, at best. right? He was, a, he was a special teamer guy. I saw a lot of him during the uh, preseason, and preseason uh, was interesting seeing him play because I think he did a very good job of doing all the right things and being in the right place, but he was positioned poorly. I know that's a really weird thing to say, but he was positioned poorly to make the play a lot of times. And so in the NFL, you have to make sure your body positioning is in the correct position. And he just wasn't quite there, right? He wasn't looking back at the ball. Uh, He wasn't, you know, where he needed to be to really make the play in the NFL. Now in college, he was in the right place, but in the NFL, very different type of game. He just wasn't quite there. Now the good news is we saw flashes of brilliance. He was where he needed to be. He just wasn't executing properly, right? So, um, yeah, again, Dean Leonard only played four defensive snaps, um, came on special teams, total five tackles, one forced fumble. That one forced fumble was huge. I think that was actually the game we won against uh, Denver, um, and that was pretty big. Um, Okay, now this is the one that I would say um, (laughs) – okay, so I'll say this. Xander Horvath is sort of a fan favorite, right? He's a converted linebacker to a running back. Um, I'm very interested to see what Kellen Moore does with Xander this season. Um, I think he has good hands. Um, and I think he's he got two touchdown passes. Um, yeah, yeah, he caught two touchdown passes in the first two NFL games as a rookie. Um, the 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 thing that had always frustrated me about Lombardi is he ran the same offensive plays over and over and over again. It became extremely predictable. And I really do think Kellen Moore is going to come in with a, a lot of different types of looks, and that's good, right? In fact, I would almost argue it's probably a big reason why Kellen Moore, um, you know, is our offensive coordinator. Guys, look, we already know we have a good offense. We just need that offense to become even better, right? If we can get it to like a you know top three offense in the league, oh my gosh. And then if we could just get our defense a little bit better, we will do well. So you know, and again, what if Bosa and Mac were healthy all season, right? It would have been so much better. But again, with Xander, Xander was just underutilized all season. I was just very frustrated that there weren't a lot of, you know, looks for him. I, I really think Lombardi did a very bad job of getting the right personnel in there to to do things correctly. Um, it's just it's just a really interesting conversation about how he was underutilized, right? So, I would pick this as a as a B grade. Um, I would say it's a B grade only because I do think Xander has a lot more upside potential. Um, and I think he could do a lot more. Again, he did a lot of stuff with special teams against special teams, special teams, special teams. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So the bottom three were pretty much all special teams, you know, contributors for the most part. Um, but again, versatile player offering steady sport as a pass blocker. Remember. You got to remember that's a big part. When you're in the backfield, you got to protect your crown jewels, and that's Justin Herbert, right? And core special teams pair add, adding to his pass catching ability. So, I'm really interested to see what Kellen Moore uses him for this next season. I do. I do think you'll see a lot more Xander Horvath this next season. Um, so, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, you know. So let me wrap up here, guys, and, and give you kind of my final thoughts. And again, check out Riverside Yacht Club. Please check out. Uh, the, got some great content on the Chargers. All they do is talk about the Chargers. We're talking to those folks. We'll keep you posted on what we end up doing with them. One of the things that I will say, guys, um, I think having Kellen Moore as our offensive coordinator, you're going to start seeing some some interesting signings. You'll see some people that we're going to go after. At least some rumors are going after certain players. the The thing that I have really thought about a lot is it. It would be very interesting to see who he could bring over because I really do think this staff is very young, but also very hungry. And I think I think. I think Kellen Moore is going to be that final piece of the puzzle for us moving forward and can hopefully get Herbert to the next level. Now, what would I give this draft class? Now, um, I would give this draft class a B plus. I know you guys might disagree with me on this, but I'll give it a B plus, And I'll give it a B plus because I really do believe that we found some good value at the bottom of the draft, and we still haven't really seen what's happened with J.C. Woods or Isaiah Spiller. I think both of those guys will do really well, right? We saw Joshua Kelly finally emerge as a good running back this season, Okay. Um, I think he had all the talent, but I think he really took his offseason a little bit more seriously, and he stepped up and, and did really well this season for us. So it'll be interesting to see what Jay, um, what uh, Isaiah Spiller does moving forward. Um, so in that regard, I wouldn't suspect us to, to get any type of running backs during this draft class at all uh, for the most part because I do think that we've pretty much got everything we need at this point as far as running backs are concerned. Now, secondarily, I will say this. So a, a B, a B grade makes a lot of sense to me. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think it was a B grade? Do you think it was worse? Do you think it was better? Do you think that, um, you know, Tom Telesco is horrible and and, uh, he should absolutely (laughs) lose his job? I mean, again, I'll say this right now. I I really do think it's a package deal with Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley. So, you know, whether you like Brandon Staley or dislike Brandon Staley, you know, I really think what we missed last season was an explosive offense, right? The offense that we ran with Lombardi was an absolute mess. But the good thing is, is we got some good rookies. We got some good depth. I think even next season, we'll get even more depth. And there's probably going to be some more signings. You know, it'd be interesting to see what happens moving forward this season, right? Because I do think there's some discussions around some players that we could get. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, kind of looks like he wants to be a charger. I don't know that how that'll play out or if it even would at any point. But I think there's a lot of people that want to play for this team. It's exciting. You got a great quarterback, um, just missing a few pieces. Guys, as always, I'm Andrew Bulbros. See you guys.